Welcome to the Deeper Dive Podcast. Each week we take a deeper look at the texts we covered in worship on Sunday. We do that by discussing things like historical settings, literary context, the way others before us have read the text, and our reflective approach to reading that same text. This podcast is a part of Calvary's Daily Connection, a place where Calvary shares something new each day to help you grow in faith. So we hope you check that out through Calvary's app or by going to connectwithcalvary.org. Well, today on the podcast, following up on Easter Sunday, resurrection accounts, etc. That's right. Etc. Mostly yeah. etc. It you know you're always thrilled when you get a sense that folks have listened to something on Sunday morning, and consequently, when uh, we got done at the uh, at eleven thirty or twelve o'clock yesterday, uh, Deb walks into her office, and there on her desk is a chocolate cross with chocolate praying hands. And so so no, you, chocolate Jesus, so no chocolate Jesus. So no chocolate Jesus, which we are grateful for. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just thought that was a hoot. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was yeah. a hoot. Well, I, my mind's been running in lots of different directions about um, about what we might say this morning. I think yours, I'm not sure ours are even on the same spot, but I, nope. I okay. um, have been, um, I got caught up in some study on the crucifixion. Of course, we didn't preach on Friday night, uh, uh, but I got caught up in some thoughts about the crucifixion, which I... Uh, I generally return to some study of that every year just to refresh in my mind. Now I've been in places where, I mean, literally the goriest of details were shared right. about how that happened, um, and I, I, I think there's a deep appreciation of what he went through for that. I don't know that that's always the most helpful, but I think sometimes it is to have an awareness of that sense of crucifixion. Um, a couple of things that I found interesting, though, is that uh, um, crucifixion still happens in other places around the world. Uh, crucifixion is, is uh, experienced, uh, began with the Persians about 600 years, about 600 uh, years before Christ uh, uh, came, it continued about 400 years afterwards. I think I'm right on those dates. Started with the Persians, worked their way through eventually with the Romans. Um, and I can't remember, he was a Christian ruler, I can't remember who actually stopped the crucifixions, but he did so because of, uh, uh, because of what uh, had happened to Jesus. And my mind is just drawing a blank at the moment who, who, who it was that was leading when that happened. But crucifixion has been around for a long time. Um, Mostly, uh, it was uh, mostly it was a, the death punishment, the death penalty for folks who uh, were political em- enemies, uh, religious enemies, um, basically folks who had no civil rights, um, and they were the recipients of crucifixion. Um, it's interesting. I was. <clears throat> I'm not a great, great art person, but I, I love to go back and study some of the effects the crucifixion has had. One of the things that you and I were talking about, um, I don't believe we mentioned it Sunday, was how little, um, how little Easter, the crucifixion, the resurrection, made the news this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just watched a decreasing amount of that over the years. Um, I was having a conversation just a few minutes ago um, about um, Good Friday, and that in, uh, I think it's nine states, Good Friday is still considered a holiday. In fact, I think... Ten states, I think I saw. Is it ten states? Um, Somebody said that uh, 
uh, normal community schools are actually closed today because Good Friday is a holiday for teachers in the state of Illinois, which I did not realize, and that's the reason there was no school. Mm. But I, I don't You'll know. You'll have to look that up yourselves, folks. I'm not sure yeah, if that's I'm not true sure not. that's true or not. Because but, uh, our son-in-law works for the state of Illinois, and that wasn't he a wasn't holiday for him. He wasn't off on Good Friday. Yeah. So. so. But it's interesting just that some folks are, some folks aren't. But the the, uh, the resurrection itself, it used to be whenever you opened up a paper or you opened up something online, uh, it identified. It usually started with uh, um, some comments about uh, what the Pope was doing in Rome and then right. moved on. Um, but I didn't even see any of that this year. Yeah. Um, so I think that just simply means... Uh, again, what I've, uh, what I keep saying is that the, uh, the story of Jesus needs to come from the people who understand it, who love mm-hmm. it, who care about it, and uh, I think oftentimes we have relied on others uh, to carry that story, mm-hmm. and uh, that's probably part of the reason why, um, in many ways, the church is not as alive today as it, it has been, uh, is because we've, um, you know, the, the believers themselves have not carried that story quite as clear, mm-hmm. but that's just a, a personal thought and rambling. Mm-hmm. I, uh, but it's just interesting to study how different uh, different places even recognize that. I was, I can't remember. I think it was in Brazil that um, there are guys who will put themselves down in the middle of the street on Good Friday, and uh, they will be flogged, which was interesting. And then I read this one uh, that in the Philippines, um, and this has been going on for decades, uh, somebody will actually be crucified. But this, this is a person who I think maybe has done this experience in some manner or form a, as a portrayal of this for, for a long so period of time. So it's a portrayal. They're not really crucified, you're saying. Well, I, I, I didn't go back and research that deeper. Yeah, that's Crucifixion didn't always happen because there were nails put through you. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it was you were l- literally tied up rather than nailed to. Uh, and so it's possible he could be tied up for a short period of time. Uh, for that kind of uh, experience to be seen or um, had and then uh, be, then be let down. Um. I was uh, texting this last week with somebody in our congregation who is a physician because uh, a, f- a few weeks ago, um, we were every week we uh, have prayer time with the staff and we um, we have communion together and um, uh, as I was thinking about that, the thought came to mind, which, you know, before I express what my thought is, I just have to tell you, it's wrong. But it was a good thought um, that if when Jesus is on the cross, his heart would still have been beating. And so um, wouldn't the blood have been pumped out? Uh, spasmatically, as a heart does, not it's not spasms, but pumping out instead of just dripping out. Um, and so, um, as I thought about that, I thought, "Wow, is is have we been missing something uh, by um, thinking about by missing the fact that that Jesus' blood came pouring out for us?" However, um, what I found was that no, that's. Uh, that's probably not what it was. Um, 
So I'm looking back in this text. Um, sorry, folks, I don't have it yet. Um, about physically um, what must have happened. Um, the uh, <coughs> This uh, friend of ours in the church said, uh, the beatings, the scourging, no food or drink, carrying the cross and the heat, and the shock of being nailed. Um, then the fact that his side oozed water once pierced would tell this doctor that he was in shock physiologically. He may have been bleeding inter internally, but not sure exactly um, what happened, but it wouldn't have um, pulsed out. Uh, of course, we know that asphyxiation um, really is what happens because you can't take in deep breaths on the cross, and so you end up asphyxiating um, and the lungs collapse. Um, being nailed to the cross, he likely went into um, hypovolemic shock, heart failure, and with the blood not pumping well, he filled up with water and fluid uh, instead of the hands and feet bleeding. So just a um, kind of a, an interesting thing, but you know, the, the thought of um, the heart pumping out the blood um, just kind of took me to a new place, even if that didn't actually happen that way, that um, obviously it was a very intentional sacrifice on our behalf. It wasn't like he happened upon the cross. It wasn't accidental. It was very intentional, and his blood was poured out for us very intentionally. Um, I mean, we could see it as this was a, a, uh, a punishment for, as you said, uh, yesterday, Randy, for him being a uh, a uh, person who, what did you say, shook the trees and what did you what did you call him? I can't remember what he he just upset the apple cart everywhere mm -hmm. he went, um, and that uh, that he happened he happened to die, but it was a very intentional intentional death for us. So he didn't. I mean, if you haven't studied the crucifixion. Um, you know, you might think that he bled to death, and that is not the case in the case of a crucifixion. It's actually asphyxiation mm -hmm. uh, is usually the cause of death. So, yeah. so anyway, it um, it's just interesting the different um, different ways that um, believers, even non-believers, approach Holy Week. Mm -hmm. uh, Way different way that believers, non-believers, approach all of um, Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday is not celebrated in every Protestant denomination. It's not a service of worship in every Protestant denomination. Some don't uh, gather Good for Friday Good Friday in some yeah. places. Um, some places. Uh, um, oh, I just find that interesting. I find it interesting because I did. Uh, I got caught up. I got sidetracked the other day again on um, some of uh, the art that uh, was associated with this time and after the crucifixion. Um, some of the pictures, some of the artist renderings, and by artist, I mean they have different levels, but some of the renderings uh, uh, have ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, in terms of who was in the quote, you know, <laughs> we have the pictures of, of the upper room. Yeah. And I always get the big bang out of uh, all the disciples were on one side of the table when the picture was taken. You yeah. Know? Uh, but uh, like TV. 
yeah, nobody's ever. But on the sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the, the pictures of the crucifixion had Jesus by himself. Sometimes had uh, the two thieves. Uh, the two thieves. Sometimes they had just a few number of folks, uh, and some of the renderings had uh, huge crowds around jeering. Um, and um, I, I just found that fascinating how they, uh, how over the years we have. Uh, uh, portrayed that crucifixion as, as well as that resurrection, or even you know um, I, sh- I should have talked to Ted a bit yesterday, but um, but our brothers and sisters in the Catholic Church still use the crucifix with Jesus still on it, mm-hmm. uh, while uh, at least in my experience uh, the cross was always empty. Um, just what that says to different people and how they relate to what that's saying and how they somehow or another come to grips with uh, this whole crucifixion resurrection piece. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and on uh, some lighter notes, because it's Monday after Easter and I don't know about all of you, but Randy and I are a little tired. Isaac's probably a little tired after, you know, Isaac's younger, he can... It can do anything, yeah. You're just <laughs> you can't see him just shrugging his shoulders, but that's that's the visual that we're getting here. Um, that um, um, the White House um, Easter egg hunt. I know that you're dying to hear about this. Um, tradition started back in 1878, and in 1981 they went to wooden eggs so they could be kept as keepsakes. Isn't that sweet? Um, and. Uh, approximately 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold at Easter. That, isn't that nice? Um, um, let me see some other cool facts. Um, lilies are often a flower associated with Easter. The petals face downward, which is in honor of Jesus. And there are also all kinds of stories about Easter lilies, and, and you can kind of look that up uh, uh, to see uh all of those things and sometimes I think you know I think we just we tend to like something and so then we build a tradition around it and make things up but you know if you want to look at an Easter lily and kind of look at that um, when I was in seminary my particular seminary United Theological Seminary uh, believed in a different way of learning and so we didn't have tests we wrote papers all the time the only tests i ever had were in dr ken mccabe's worship class and uh ken mccabe uh, the 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 question the only question i remember on the test um was one that probably is not even i mean who cares uh but it was how do you calculate easter Isn't that interesting? As a, as a worship professor, Isaac, would you put that on a test? How do you uh, calculate the the date of Easter? Depends on who you are. So, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. So, so it's a bad question. Is what I would say. Oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. And Ken McCabe was from Australia, and so <clears throat> what we really like to do is just listen to him talk mm-hmm. because he had an awesome accent. But anyway. Um, no, he wasn't. That was another professor. Never mind. I just lied to you all. It wasn't Ken. It was anyway. Um, so this is how Easter is calculated in our neck of the woods, as Al Roker would say. Um, it is the 
first Sunday after the first full moon occurring on or after the March equinox, the spring equinox. And uh, so it's it's all about um, the spring equinox and, and when, and that happens at different times. And um, then you count backwards, obviously, six weeks to get to Lent. So in our calendar, the earliest um, Easter can be March 22nd. And that's rough on pastors because you get done with Christmas and it's almost <laughs> it's almost uh, Lent before mm-hmm. you uh, turn around. And the latest is uh, April 25th. So for those of you that always wanted to know the dates of Easter, there you go. Um, the exchange or giving of Easter eggs actually dates back to before Easter, and the giving of eggs is actually considered a symbol of rebirth in many cultures, because obviously um, the egg is seen as um, um, as new life. And Easter baskets originally looked like uh, um, bird nests. So, you know, thus the grass and baskets and that now the grass that's plastic and sticks to everything and you find it in your house for weeks on end um and on a very spiritual note next to halloween easter is the biggest candy consuming holiday of the year um that helps with children's dental checkups every six months there's a highly uh chocolated uh, holiday um Half of the states in the U.S., and, and, uh, praise God that half of them have banned it. I don't know why the other haven't, have banned the dying of chicks on Easter. Why would somebody die a little chick? Die, as in you mean turn to a different color. Turn to a different, yeah, not kill. Nobody yeah. wants to kill a little chicken. Bigger for, you know, fried chicken. But um, <laughs> but little chicks, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't see Randy just shaking his head. All of these non-visuals um, you don't get in a podcast, but it, it's it's pretty funny. Um, so these are the um, um, the fun facts of Easter that have nothing to do with um, the real meaning of Easter. But um, I I have said so many times that Easter is. Uh, and really, it is. It's it's what the Christian life is all about. And uh, if we didn't have the resurrection, where would the hope be? Um, there are a lot of martyrs in the world, and I don't mean to minimize Jesus' crucifixion in any way, but there are a lot of people who have been killed for their faith, but not a lot who have come back <laughs> and uh, who have conquered the grave. And... Um, it occurred to me uh, Sunday morning um, when we were preparing for communion that had Jesus just died for us, that would have been a massive gift. But it got better than that. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's why the gift is, is so incredible. And every year we try to put that into words to, to help people see it in a new way, and, and I'm, I don't there are no words that can uh, that can really describe that. I don't think. You know. Um, yeah, I've come to the end of my little thing here. I, what about the two of you in terms of? Well, I I I, I hate to take it off of the likeness, but I just I, I, 
just to switch a page of thought here. Okay, turn the page. That I was uh, reading uh, and doing some reflection on uh, Holy Week last week in Jerusalem, um, and the fact that um, there had been um, a number of Palestinians, I believe, uh, killed in in an event over there. And somebody was just reflecting on the Jews were gathering in Jerusalem last week for the Passover. Uh, those of the Islamic faith were carrying their prayer claws uh, to the places where they were praying, and uh, Christians were carrying the cross through the city uh, as an act of remembering what Jesus did. And just uh, in, in many ways, the melting pot uh, of how people's religions interact with each other. And yet the clarity for me that uh, um, I believe he uh, was crucified, I believe he was raised on the third day, and uh, I continue to trust very clearly in him as Lord and Savior. So uh, I think that's the message that uh, we leave with you this morning. I think that's the message that we want to leave with you after Easter uh, and pray that that message continues to rise up within you uh, daily uh, throughout the rest of the year. All right. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up for today. And uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to answer those. Uh, you can find us uh, either uh, in a Facebook comment or uh, email, um, you know, carrier pigeon, whatever. Uh, it'll, it'll get to us. And uh, we'd love to have that discussion uh, with you. And uh, we will be back uh, next week with one last uh, deeper dive into prayer as we finish up the 40 days of prayer. So until then, grace and peace.